Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of Crime Stoppers See It, Say It, Stop It, a podcast that brings you informed discussion about unsolved crimes, wanted persons, awareness campaigns, and how citizens can remain anonymous to help make their community safer. I'm your host, Sean Sporton, and today I'm excited to introduce the new guys, the Toronto Crime Stoppers coordinator, Detective Mark Magramuto. Did I get that right? That's correct. Okay, I was scared. I was going to bash that. And our new community engagement social media officer, Constable Sean O'Neill. I got that one right, right? Yes, sir, you did. Perfect. Welcome, gents. Uh, Thank you. So let's let's kind of dive into it. And Mark, maybe I'll, I'll push it to you first. A little introduction of yourself, you know, a little bit about your background and, and then maybe, you know, your vision, what you have for uh, Crime Stoppers in Toronto going forward. Certainly, uh, Sean, uh, thanks for having me today. Uh, this is certainly a great opportunity. Um, you know, as Sean mentioned, I am the detective and coordinator of the Toronto Crime Stoppers program. I've been employed with the Toronto Police Service uh, for 19 years. I'm in my 20th uh, year. Um, moved around the organization, worked mm-hmm. in various mm-hmm. pillars of this organization, uh, garnering uh, a wealth of knowledge and experience throughout um, different areas to, to assist with our public safety mes- measures throughout the right. city. Um, certainly uh, where it stands now, uh, a lot of that experience uh, and education um, that has been, I guess, explored throughout my many years, mm-hmm. um, I can now put this into the portfolio for Toronto Crime Stoppers. Right. Um, certainly there, there is a legacy here with Toronto Crime Stoppers yeah. that I would like to add value to. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly this program has been around and it's a global program. Um, that really sets a platform or a stage for members of our community to have a place where they can have a voice mm-hmm. um, to contribute to prevent crime and, and really anonymously, um, rather, so to speak, outside of calling, you know, the non-emergency number and obviously 911. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly um, the programs that uh, we're engaged in, uh, the community initiatives, um, working in partnership and in collaboration the media uh, and specifically our, our members of the community and our stakeholders and members of this organization certainly presents a great opportunity for us to do and continue to to make our city the best and safest place to be. So I'm really excited about this venture. Yeah. I'm really excited about our partnerships here um, with the organization. I'm excited about the opportunity and happy to be in this position and mm-hmm. hope that um, I can continue to be of service um, to the mem- members of this organization, to our board of crime stoppers, and to the citizens of Toronto. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And you know, I, th- I think you nailed it there. There's a legacy anywhere you go. And I've been around for 20 years, and I've seen, I think, six coordinators kind of cycle in and cycle out. And every coordinator that comes in brings their own unique style, but also the intelligence factor of how they can make the program better. You know, you've been here, what, a year? Yeah, um, not even. Right? Uh, not yeah, even I came in, in in April, March, April. Yeah. And I've seen the passion already, right? Yeah. And that leads me to the next guy, you know, and, and he has he has some pretty big shoes to fill with, with Martin Douglas, um, <laughs> both physically and metaphorically, <laughs> but also the passion that, Sean, you bring. So, you know, why don't you tell the, uh, the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Sean. Well, I've been with Toronto Police Service now for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those years have been in 31 Division, uh, Jane Finch Corridor. And uh, one of the highlights of my career so far is the neighborhood officer. 
right. uh, position where you got to really get into the community and learn what they need, how to encourage them to come forward and help the police and develop that relationship. Yeah. Much, much to work off of what Mark was saying is that I'm looking forward to building off the legacy that was left behind. Yeah. Yes, it is big shoes Martin left behind. Yeah. I see the impacts, the projects that he's done. And, uh, you know, he's done amazing work. Mm -hmm. and, and how do I look at that and work in conjunction with the board and also uh, Mark as a coordinator on building on that legacy yeah. to make it even yeah. bigger? Yeah, for sure. You, I, I have nothing but confidence in seeing how you guys are operating so far, especially, you know, we're still kind of in COVID and we're not really yeah. able to get out and do certain things that you're, you're going to make it bigger and better, right? Mm -hmm. And I know Martin is always there to help. Same that's with right. Dimitri and everyone else. In yeah, the past. Absolutely. And that's the that's the family of Crime Stoppers, if you will, that we're always kind of there to help. I just got to point out, you guys have really good radio voices. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just saying. Look at this guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I got to drop it down. This guy here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think this is going to be really good. Our 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 podcast has improved just by the voices that are on it. Um, so you know, let's let's share with the audience some you know a major announcement uh, in the last couple of weeks. We are moving forward with our our chief of police dinner. Right, so May 4th, 2022 is going to be uh, our dinner in honor of Chief Raymer. Um, we're aiming to shoot for the stars on this one. We're inviting everybody. Absolutely. Um, so with you guys being fresh to that aspect of Crime Stoppers and putting the, the dinner together, what are you guys hoping for? Well, certainly, you know, I, I'm looking forward uh, to this dinner. I mm. think uh, given, you know, you, you elaborated there a little bit on, on COVID, I think everybody's anticipating to get back out. Yeah. Um, to get together again, to share ideas. And really, I look forward to this dinner as a celebration. Yeah. Again, it's a yeah. celebration of our legacy. It's mm -hmm. a celebration yeah. of the past year. Um, the things, and it's a celebration of the community. Yeah. Here are some things, here's some information that we can share with you. Um, here's some statistics that we can share with you to say, you know what? The information that, and the time that you're taking to provide information, here are the results. Yeah. And we're really passionate about this. Again, leveraging, you know, all aspects of our community. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to say, you know what, this is our platform. This is a platform for you. We're here to help. We're listening. Mm -hmm. we're, we, we, you know, we're, we're in one with, with, with the needs of our community. For sure. Being in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm totally looking forward to... Uh, the dinner. Uh, it's a great opportunity to reach out internally within our organization to work mm -hmm. with, uh, get get to know the faces behind an email address or a phone number sure. and develop a, a relationship with each one of them that becomes, I guess, more intimate in making sure we reduce that crime in the community. Mm -hmm. um, it's also a great platform for us to take a look at how we've done things in the past with this dinner and how do we make it bigger and better. You know, as, as I mentioned to you a, a while back, Sean, is that I want to see this dinner mm -hmm. become bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. I want this year to be the smallest we've ever had, and we're going to get taller and bigger. Yeah, for sure. And we have a lot of, you know, I don't want to speak to it, but we have a lot of uh, planning, yes. and special things that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and Mark, you're right. You know, this is going to be the first dinner where we're able to share the Community Reward Program at, at, at its peak of what we do. That's right. Um, with COVID, we couldn't do it last year. So, you know, we have we have videos, we have things that we've done in the community that I really think the people attending will appreciate. But now we can tell them where their money goes. Mm -hmm. so whereas in the past, because we can't talk about all the, the great tips that we, we, we get in and, and we help right. investigators, you know, solve. 
major cases because we run the risk of identifying a tipster. Right. And uh, with our sponsors, they kind of know where the money goes. It goes to tipsters and this and that. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to actually show them. And That's I think right. it's going to have the greatest impact. You know, I'm, I'm also really looking forward to January 6th, which is, is going to be the launch of our Crime Stoppers Month, and that's international, because we're going to be able to speak to the stats, right? And we'll have two years under our belt of, of uh, you know, this new community reward model that we've gone to where we give our, our, our funding efforts back into the community and not paying out individual tipsters. And I think you're going to be shocked when yeah. it comes to, you know, the work that we're doing, so... Yeah, I think you know that that effort will be consistent. Uh, we've you, we've put a lot into this in terms of uh, of the rebrand. Um, I think it's it's great to show the community that you know what we're in support and and we're utilizing and we're actually being accountable mm -hmm. um, to funding coming in. Um, we're leveraging technology. We're aware of the current needs and trends, mm -hmm. and we're adapting. We're adapting to 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 what needs to be done. And, yeah. and we're very open to growth. Um, we're a part of an organization, both the, the, the Crime Stoppers and the Toronto Police Service. We're of a, a growth mindset. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're prepared to, to adapt and evolve to, to do better daily. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. for sure. I mean, yeah. it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty big and pretty impactful. Do you guys have anything else you want to cover before we get into what's on this episode? We're going to be talking about the stats that's going to come in January. Yeah. Um, the growth, the efforts, right? The refocusing yeah. of, of what we've been doing in the past without tarnishing the legacy we left behind, but we're also taking a look at uh, where we need to go in the future to see that growth, not only in our statistics, but also in getting the word out of there, giving the avenue for citizens that never had a voice before or didn't realize yeah. that Crime Stoppers is a separate entity from the police. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are, there are situations where we've seen where there's always been that, that cross blend mm -hmm. where they believe it's one of the same yeah. when it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think the, the, the focus 2022 really, um, there's going to be a big communicative mm -hmm. effort mm -hmm. and awareness piece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we really want to be consistent with that message moving forward, um, especially, you know, advertising or advocating for this platform, mm -hmm. um, having members of the community, including members of the organization, how do we utilize this platform to the best of our ability? Yeah. There's a lot of, it's, it's an amazing resource um, and, and a tool that's available to us. So we really need to, to um, you know, look at all aspects as to how we can explore ways to, mm -hmm. to make this better overall. Yeah, yeah right? for sure. I, I know, you know, and again, I don't want to spoil things that we have coming down the pipe, but we have a bunch of different campaigns. Okay. We got something coming down with the airport. We got something mm -hmm. on the, uh, the contraband tobacco front. Right. Um, so 2022 is going to be a pretty phenomenal year, not only from yeah. the growth of, of our program, like you said, but yeah. education, you know, internally and externally, but also some, some major campaigns we got coming up. So on today's episode, we will also be covering a JTI Talks conversation we had with the team over at JTI and Robbery Prevention. Tips for convenience store uh, retailers. It was a great discussion, you know, and I just wanted to send a, a huge thank you to the GTI team for allowing us that opportunity. So with that, let's throw it over to that discussion. Hi, I'm Louis Jean. Today we have Sean Sporton of Toronto Crime Stoppers and Garda World to answer some questions about robbery prevention. Thanks so much for doing this. No, thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. 
So maybe first question I have is, what affordable devices or technology are out there that didn't help secure stores? Absolutely good question. So from a uh, surveillance perspective, there's digital video recorders out there now, which are really, really uh, affordable mm -hmm. that every store should have, whether you're a retailer uh, on a small footprint or a large retailer. So, you know, making sure that you have, uh, you know, the necessary cameras in the stores and placed in strategic areas, um, but as well as having a 60 day uh, retention uh, on your DVR and your hard drive. Um, as we know, some crimes happen today, but it doesn't kind of come to light for some days down the road. So having yeah. that video retention is important. Um, you could look at things like ClearZone um, when you look at a convenience store. So ClearZone is basically uh, the concept of having the fishbowl effect where, you know, clear visibility into the store, clear visibility out of the store. And it plays into the mind of, of, the, of the bad guy saying, hey, if I go into that store, I can see myself. So that means someone else can see me. Um, but also it, it gives a little bit more of a safety feel to, um, to the employee uh, as well. And that's a program where basically, you know, we work with the police to, to kind of put a, a decal around the window to remind store owners, don't put anything into that window. Um, and then when you look at things like tobacco, which in a convenience store setting is very, very high uh, demand when it comes to a robbery or theft and using GPS technology and putting, uh, you know, covert GPS trackers within yeah, tobacco. Yeah. And when they come in and, and take a whole bunch of tobacco, it, uh, it actually works phenomenal when you see it live. Yeah, and that tobacco, uh, illicit tobacco, is something that we'll visit a, later, a little bit later in JTI Talks. But how can a retailer uh, maybe prevent their store from becoming an easy target for theft? The first thing was when you look at crime prevention through environmental design, so commonly known as SEPTED, and doing a SEPTED survey uh, of your premise and looking at things like lighting, visibility, as I said, mm -hmm. escape routes, um, and then just the, the structure of the, the environment, what is causing the crime happening at your store, um, and, and you know, searching out either uh, someone from law enforcement to come and do that assessment for you, um, and or having a security professional come out and, and do the assessment. And you, know, you look at things like cash on hand and having those strict cash policies and, and letting the public know that, hey, I don't have a lot of money, you have restricted access to the safe, um, can play a little bit of uh, you know, a part in all of that you know, from a robbery prevention standpoint. So what's one thing a retailer should never do in the event of a robbery? By far, do not be a hero. You know, don't, when you see it on TV, it looks really, yeah. you know, really cool and you're the hero and you're on TV. Um, but I would probably say 99% of the time it doesn't play out that way and you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting um, other people that may be in the store in danger. Um, and it doesn't play out that, uh, that way that you would like to see in, uh, in Hollywood. So let law enforcement take care of it if it happens. Absolutely. Be a good witness. That's all you need to do, right, is be a good witness. Uh, if you have a security system, let that be the witness and just follow, you know, your hands up. You're not, you're not seen as a threat and just yeah. let the, uh, you know, as, as I would say is, you know, get a customer in and out as quick as possible and as happy as possible. Same thing with a, a robbery situation, you know, get the, the bad guy in and out as possible, as soon as possible and without incident. So what's the best place for a counter till to be in a store, like physically, where are we looking at to make sure that it's the safest place, the best place to have it? Yeah, traditionally it's, it's, it's right up against the window, right at the front. Again, from clear visibility. Really? Yeah, clear visibility standpoint, people can see you outside, you know, people driving by, people walking the dog, you're under constant supervision. Um, you know, the store of the future, they called it, they were putting the, the, uh, the POS area in the middle of the store which is a lot easier for the customer to get to from, from many aspects of the, uh, the store. 
But again, the, the front door is not guarded to a degree, right? So people were, were doing grab and runs and running out. Whereas if the, the counter is near the front window, it's, it's still near the door. So you still have a bit of a physical security aspect uh, to it that way. But definitely at the front of the store, up against the window, so people can see you and you can see out. So last question for you, uh, how can an owner educate their staff in the event uh, that there is a robbery? There's a lot of really good material um, with the Ontario Convenience Store Association and other convenience store associations out there. Um, you, can, you can reach out to industry uh, you know, stakeholders that may have that. But ideally, if you're looking to build your own, and, and I would recommend that you build your own because you know, what may work in one environment may not work in another, is have a security professional come out and create a security plan for you, which will encompass anything from robbery prevention, theft prevention, you know, what do you do in case of a blackout? What do you do in case of a flood? All those other scenarios that a lot of people don't think about. Um, mm -hmm. And then when that happens, they don't know what to do. Would you say that, you know, do a lot of owners, retailers do that, do you, do you think? Or is that one of the big misses, something that, you know, not enough mm -hmm. retailers do? I think the majors, um, they have the workforce, someone like myself on, on staff that can build that for them um, and or uh, work the network to create a security plan. But a lot of the independents don't, right? They, they, they fall short of that because there's a cost associated to it. Um, you know, they, they want to be able to, if I do this and I do that, and, and it's usually my family working for me and I can, I can educate them on this and that. Um, and then when something bad happens, it, you know, if it goes wrong, it always comes down to uh, there was a miss in an education and a training component because they really didn't know what to do in that scenario. Maybe last one for you, is there anything you'd, you'd like to maybe add on robbery prevention for, for people that are a little bit nervous or not sure mm -hmm. if they're well protected? Again, do a risk assessment, have somebody do a risk assessment on your, um, on your site to fully understand. And it, it, when, you, when you do a risk assessment, you're looking at environmental cues within the community, right? Is there, is there things going on in the community that will bring crime onto your property? Are you attracting it? Do you have lights out? Do you have a payphone, right? I mean, in today's world, Payphone. You, you know, where are payphones? You don't have one because everyone has a cell phone. But there are payphones out there, and that brings that criminal element onto your property because they use it for nefarious purposes, right? So just simply removing a payphone from your property could deter and move that type of activity somewhere else. Very, very interesting. Thanks so much for this. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. As we conclude, I'd like to remind everyone that community safety is a shared responsibility. See it, say it, stop it. Remember, you remain anonymous, criminals don't. For more information, visit us at 222tips.com and follow us on social media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay connected and join the conversation. Please share our podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, please email us at crimestopperspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, be safe.